Super Soaker Saturday is what we're probably looking at. We just hope, as we welcome you back into the fast lane here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, that it does not infringe upon Friday night lights this evening. We hope it because we've got Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by TrostLaw.com as our East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show from Rustburg starts around 6.30 and somebody who will be out and about at a number of games this evening and we especially do not wish a Super Soaker Saturday coming a little bit early on Dave Walls of ABC 13 WSET, but... He's probably got his fingers crossed doing the rain dance. Uh, I do the little cross of myself all the time. Uh, it's the least I can do since God is going to be having me answer like 55,000 questions whenever I get to heaven, mostly about my computer. That's neither here nor there. But anyway, Dave, a pleasure to speak with you in the fast lane, and we just hope that we're not speaking something into existence until after you have wrapped up all of your on-field duties, and you're hopefully a lot warmer and drier back in the studio at 11.15 this evening. You know what's odd? That I really don't mind. As a player, I never minded playing in the rain. It was actually it was kind of refreshing because, you know, we're all running around in the same slop out there And on, if you're in a grass field. Um, and, you know, when you're hot and sweaty, kind of, to be honest with you, the rain always felt good. When you have a really expensive camera on your shoulder and you're wearing trash bags to try to, you know, avoid one drop of rain ruining your entire uh, uh, equipment night, uh, that gets a little bit more stressful. So please do not speak anything into existence weather-wise until maybe at least 10.30 p.m. If we can hold off to then, I'll be okay. Yes, well, that is the hope that we have, even though that dirty four-letter word starts with an H, ends in an E, that's hope, has been uttered once again here in the fast lane, Dave. Um, looking at the matchups themselves, um, First of all, when you looked at the season itself and its beginnings, did you have Jefferson Forest at Rustburg, presented by TrostLaw.com, as the game of the week in your eyes, or is this one that has pleasantly manifested itself to this point? You know, both teams I thought coming into the year were on the way up. I just don't know if I expected them both to be playing at this high of a caliber this early in the season. And, you know, for Jefferson Forest, I think this is a team that, quite frankly, we have not seen anywhere close to their best football yet. Yet here they are having the level of success they are. And then Rustburg, every time, you know, uh, somebody who doubts them has uh, spoken anything into existence, they, uh, they play like they've had a permanent chip on their shoulder for the entire year. Uh, like they're going to prove something to every single person in the Seminole District. And, uh, you know, you got to give them credit because they have uh, they've overcome hurdle after hurdle. And then this is, this is going to be another one for them, I guess, a Forest team that has more physical bodies on their side. You know, they're going to be a little bit fresher. And for Rustburg, they're going to have to, uh, again, maintain that, that hard-nosed attitude for four full quarters. But being at home, you feel like they might have, you know, a little bit of a – uh, you know, a boost from that uh, that raucous Red Devil crowd. So this should be a very, very fun matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing the highlights tonight. Yeah, we are as well. And, of course, we'll be bringing many of the highlights starting with the 6.30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Girl Tailgate Show for Jefferson Forest at Rutgers on our sister station, 100.9 FM and the Virginia's Talk Station app or 
Ask your smart speaker. Stream WIQO Radio. Uh, there are a number of different angles to this matchup this evening. Uh, you know, getting back to the Super Soaker theme. Uh, you know, obviously, if Burt Torrance had his way, he'd probably love for it to be soaked because they have such a physical running game at Rustburg. And while uh, you know many coaches want to exert control, this is not an area that he can control. Mother Nature, but. When you look at that from an X's and O's standpoint, how much if you're JF, would you prefer that the inclement weather be held off just because if it turns into a super soaker type of evening down at Rustburg on the grass field, no less, that would theoretically have to play to the power running game advantage with Quay Rosser, who has been dynamic for Rustburg this year. You know, I completely agree. Quay Rosser has been uh, a beast to tackle when it's dry. And then if you, uh, you take away a passing game because the weather starts kicking up and uh, you have to rely on a battle in the trenches. Uh, but that does, that leans the, uh, the scale a little bit more in favor of Rustburg even more because Rosser is a downhill runner. You cannot bring him down with one tackle and it, you really need that extra footwork to give yourself an edge and bring him yeah. down. He has been that, has been that level of tough, that level of tough to, uh, to bring down on a consistent basis, you know, so what might be a three-yard run in dry weather suddenly becomes six yards in wet weather. And if, if it's that kind of night where Rosser starts getting downhill a little bit more, it could be a very, very tough matchup. So uh, I, I believe uh, JF is you know, praying to uh, whomever they can in order to keep it dry at least until maybe about 9.30. Yes, that's probably a wish for them. And the flip side to the Cavaliers who also enter this matchup, much like Rustburg at 4-0 and on the year and 1-0 and in the Seminole District is the fact that they've really retooled their running game. Obviously, they've had a, a couple of things that have popped up with the personnel from injuries to players being out for other reasons, disciplinary if you want to call it that, Cameron Parker most notably. And yet, uh, in spite of all that, they've found a way to really retool themselves. What does it say about the job JT Cruz has done in terms of really creating a myriad of ways that this offense can win, not to mention ball control, which they showed holding the ball for the final seven-plus minutes in the win against Heritage last week. Yeah, that ball control really uh, impressed me last week. You know, when you when you have a Heritage squad that, even as young as they are, can still put up points, and it's been finding a little bit of a groove, uh, to really hold them down for a full half like that, I thought was very impressive. And like you said, JT's done a, a, an amazing job with not just, you know, rolling with the punches, whether it be, again, injury or discipline, uh, but then to uh, be able to cultivate so many players to be not just ready to put a uniform on, but be ready to contribute, uh, you know, the rotations and, and, and the depth that he's got at multiple positions really gives the Cavaliers an advantage uh, against a lot of opponents, you know, uh, to be able to, you know, to get to use some of those players in those early wins, you know, particularly at Stanton River, then the half against Halifax, where they're able to break over the big lead. There's a lot of players now who have this varsity-level experience. They're not going to be intimidated by having to come in you know, and face an opponent like Rustburg midway through the season because they already know what it's like to, to strap up and to uh, get a win while they're on the field. So uh, JT's done a great job of building up this team's confidence, and he'll have them ready no matter what tonight. Dave Walls, WSET. That's the Twitter handle. Dave Walls TV on Instagram. As Dave Walls is with us here, he'll be recapping all the high school football action at 11.15 p.m. tonight. And, of course, they'll have clips and highlights posted on the social media platforms after it airs this evening. Dave, the other side of that big victory for JF last night, or last week, rather, was Heritage. 
This is the unideal bounce back spot, if you will, as they get ready to battle LCA, a team that uh, may be steaming for what happened last year and certainly equipped to exert some revenge as well. Yeah, LCA is definitely going to be out for revenge. They're healthier. They're uh, really excelling. Gideon Davidson is doing what we all know he can do and uh, making games laughers kind of early. But, you know, if history has proven us anything that uh, Brad Bradley just uh, knows how to prepare for the LCA Bulldogs. You know, they uh, even last year when they split, they lost the regular season battle, but then won that exciting region final, uh, the 22-17 game over Williams Stadium. Even that loss was a 14-6 to game. Uh, he Defensively, he's ha- just had the upper hand in recent years when facing a Frank Rocco offense. Uh, and you just know that even though this year's team, again, we've said it before, younger, you know, still finding their way a little bit, but defensively they've still been uh, extremely tough no matter the result of the game. And I would expect this to really be a hard-hitting game tonight. And the key is if you can control uh, Gideon enough, where you force uh, the Bulldogs to uh, extend drives more, look for other options. They do. LCA has other options. Dalton Nesselrati has been great at wide receiver. Uh, they've proven to uh, have a very strong line, so they're able to, again, push for extra yardage and also uh, be tough on the defensive side of the ball. So you're not going uh, to have a luxury of making a mistake or two and staying in the game. But Heritage, again, matches up well, and they've had that tenacious attitude on defense where – they're not afraid of an LCA. They, they know what they need to do to win, and they're well-coached enough that if this ends up being a tight game down the stretch, Heritage is going to feel pretty good to give themselves a, a shot to stay in this one and possibly even take the win. And I know Brad Bradley uh, uh, particularly enjoys uh, playing LCA and uh, even more so getting the win against them. So uh, expect the Pioneers to be really keyed up to this matchup. No doubt about it. And this is a Heritage team. They are very comfortable playing in close games. They lost one 11-7 at Jefferson Forest last week, but they've also won a couple of these other uh, scratch them out claw them out type games in the first two games of the year, Dave. Um, speaking of that, Amherst would probably like that. EC Glass would like to avoid that this evening in the second Seminole District matchup for each of these teams. Um is this a game that Glass should expect to win fairly comfortably and that they would win very comfortably? Yeah, I think I think it is one that they are going to win comfortably, you know, with with uh, you know, Glass and Amherst. But that said, you know, Amherst I think is is still just a little bit away from maybe putting it all together, but they've got some things together. I think they've proven They've got a, a great quarterback in Trey Fligan who's able to extend drives with his legs. He's got a good arm. Uh, and I'm, I've been one thing I've been impressed about with Amherst is their ability to really to respond to what Chris Moore is doing. You know, I thought it was very ambitious in the preseason to say, hey, we're going to run our practices a lot like uh, we used to run things up at VMI, you know, that very collegiate system, very disciplined. And I thought that was a lot to ask of a high school team. But really, Amherst has responded. Uh, positively to that, and you've seen the level of play go up with, uh, from them as well. Uh, of course, they ran into a brick wall with LCA. That's a lot for our first-year coach to ask of his team. But uh, this is an Amherst team that you know is going to get some more wins this year. And for EC Glass, uh, much like I, I said of JF, I don't know that we've seen Glass play their best ball of the season yet. They've got tons of offensive talent. Uh, love what they have with Marty Cottrell and also – uh, Callaway, a quarterback as well, I thought I think has a great arm for for a, a young QB. But um, I don't know that they've hit on all cylinders yet. And tonight could be that night where they start to piece it all together. If Amherst again it can really keep this game close into the second half and build a little confidence, 
you never know how this one might turn out. Again, on paper, I think Glass, you know, is up two touchdowns easy going into the second half. But Amherst has proven that they can hang with some teams and make them sweat it out a little bit down the stretch. So uh, if Amherst can do that, then uh, that'll really shake this one up. We keep our insight close from Dave Walls of WSET, and he shakes things up with his perspective here in the fast lane, just keeping us on our toes, Dave. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yes, fingers crossed that you don't have to bust out the raincoat or the rain jacket this evening. Hey, and I hope your broadcast is inside the press box and not from an outdoor location as well. Nothing worse than having to sit and do play-by-play for a couple hours while the rain's pouring on you. So a dry night for both of us, my friend. Have a good one. You and me both. Dave Walls, ABC 13, WSET. When we return in the fast lane, somebody who will be on the sidelines as well this evening and hoping it doesn't downpour on him in Charlottesville, Paul Carcaterra, ESPN college football reporter and analyst, steps into the fast lane, I guess sideline reporter, technically speaking. And he does it in the fall when it's not lacrosse season because normally we connect with him springtime to talk men's lacrosse. Alas, that will have to wait. It'll be NC State at UVA, the subject next here in the fast lane.